This is the 966 Richard, a special episode of the 966. We're not going to call it an emergency pod, but if there's ever been a situation in which we need to do an emergency podcast, this is it. Hello. Nice to see you, Richard. How are you? Great to see you. Kudos to you. So uh, Lucian's in just, just arrived in Riyadh, just got off the plane and uh, news broke. And so, you know, you're up for this. So it's 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 in the evening there, afternoon here. And uh, your your circadian rhythms are shot. Uh, Destroyed, yes. You're, you're down for this. This is actually one of the great things about the 966. And, you know, a normal episode may take months to book someone. And then, of course, there's preparation and we do research and this and that. And then we execute it and then you produce it. And so uh, in this one, we're going to try and turn around in a matter of hours. Mm -hmm. And Richard, this one is not months in the making, it's years in the making, 90 episodes in the making, in fact, because this is a beat we've been covering for uh, this next, this coming week will be our 90th episode. So very, very exciting news, very surprising news, Richard, Live Golf and the PGA Tour will merge. This is a breaking news story we heard just as Richard mentioned just an hour ago or so. No one outside the PIF or Ponte Verde saw coming in Florida. Real shocker here. So we just wanted to do a short episode here to react to it because we started texting immediately when it happened and we were like, let's just jump on a podcast and do this. Um, first, if we could yeah. just present with some news as we know it right now. The announcement was made about two hours ago. The two leagues will merge. The PGA Tour and Live Golf will merge. A new entity will be formed to unify golf, a commercial entity, which will be and I hope you're sitting down if you're listening to this, chaired by Yasser Al-Rumayan and Jay Monahan will be the CEO. So we have pure collaboration here. This new entity will merge the commercial aspects of the PGA, Live Golf, and the DP World Tour, and the PGA will still maintain a non-profit arm. And there was a release by the PGA, by Jay Monahan uh, that was available on Twitter earlier that stated that the nonprofit arm will still be in operation, but that there are some details that need to be hammered out. But anyway, the news is there. Um, and we will talk about that PGA letter in just a bit. But this also does, Richard, and I want you to jump in right after this, this does end a very seismic legal dispute between the two organizations and ostensibly or theoretically should pave the way for live players to play on the PGA Tour again and vice versa. So Richard, so much to unpack here. I'm going to hand the the golf clique or the clique over to you is it clique it's clique yeah the talking clique to I, you I, I want you to react i think to this, this needs a mashy um another term I, I did not bring my live golf hat to Riyadh. it seemed like bringing sand to the desert so uh no hat for the but if you want to if you want to range goaded up there it is nice okay there it is um i probably should range goaded up shouldn't i but no, I don't I, want to feel it. No, I don't want, you know, if we can both do it, that'd be good. But I know. I'm sorry. I should have um, thought. I should, I should have known no, this. No, no. Well, there's no reason why you got to pack a bunch of stuff, including that microphone, which is a good effort. Um, I would, we couldn't get a proper adjective for this, could we? Stunning was not sufficient. Stunning is not sufficient. Jaw dropping. Yep. Yep. Um, so uh, great intro. The only thing I would add is apparently in terms of the legal aspects, they're, they're saying there are three entities merged. They're, they're, they're counting the DP tour, which is the European tour, as a third entity. And, you know, I think there are things still to be determined here. Uh, and it's, it's a fascinating 
announcement. Obviously, we haven't seen every aspect of the agreement, and it does leave some things to be determined, like the 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 status of of live golfers. Um, it very specifically says that they can reapply for membership of the PGA Tour, and obviously, I would think this is all agreed that everyone's, you know, everyone's going to be, you know, back to status quo ante. Um, you know, there there's a complete halt of any recruiting, so you know, live won't recruit anymore. Um, it's unclear. Uh, and what I what I understand is the DP tour, and again from reading this, the DP tour, the PGA tour, the Live tour, they will all pursue their current schedules. Um, but it, this is now a united, uh, cohesive endeavor, and there's some really interesting aspects. Like the PAF will initially be the exclusive investor in the new entity alongside the PGA Tour, Live Golf, and DP World Tour. So it's a new entity with those three, with PIF, exclusive investor. And going forward, PIF will have the exclusive right to further invest in the new entity, including a right of first refusal on any capital that may be invested in the new entity, including into the PGA Tour, Live Golf, and DP World Tour. Um, so th this is sort of, you know, earth-shaking stuff. A lot of nice quotes from is from Jay Monahan, um, uh, from uh, Yasser Rumayan. Obviously, these 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 two parties, you know, are in court right now or have been in court, and all that is suspended. Um, I would say, I recall, and we touched on this. You know, in December, the New York Times did a, a piece on Live Golf, and they talked about some of the uh, the um, consulting firms involved, specifically McKinsey. And, uh, you know, this is early 2021. Apparently the proposal for Saudi Arabia, PIF, to support a, a, a new new golf tour was called Project Wedge. Again, this is early 2021. We're, we're just, you know, we're about, we just reached, you know, June 2023. So just barely over two years later. And, uh, and McKinsey, according to that report, basically said, you know, there are three potential. First of all, they said it's a, it's a high risk, high reward endeavor, quote unquote. Consultants thought there were like three possible outcomes. One would be a franchise. You know, this is for a franchise driven league because that's, you know, how Liv saw it going forward. One outcome was languishing as a startup. A second outcome, realizing a, quote, coexistence with the PGA Tour or and this is most ambitiously seizing the mantle of dominance. Um, and these, that's that's the the terms used. I don't, you know, the the speed with which this is unfolded is extraordinary, and and now PIF is a you know an equal partner with the PGA and the DP Tour in a matter of two years, and and I would attribute this to a couple things. And Lucian, you can shoot me down on this or disagree or expand on it, I'm sure. And more than a couple of things. Um, one, the amount of money. Obviously, PIF came in. And part of that was we're not only going to spend a lot of money, we are committed to doing this as needed year going on, year going on. And we've talked about that. And, you know, they might laid out that, you know, that there's there are 14 this year, 14 turners, 14 years, 2024, 14, 2025. So it was clear the PIF was going to be in for the long run. And that's something they consistently said, we're here for the long, long run. Two, they were right. 
you know, in that in that study that I mentioned, you know, uh, you know, the consultant said, okay, well, why do you do this? You're breaking into a sport with a dwindling aging fan base. Okay, it's pretty wealthy, but it's an aging, you know, diminishing fan base. And uh, Liv came in with new ideas, completely new approach in many ways. And one of the fascinating things about this agreement, and I want to come back to three, which is something I'd be interested in your uh, interested in your thoughts on, um, is uh, quite specifically in this agreement, the team concept is going to be preserved. And, you know, whatever happens, in that, and we've talked about the, you know, the 54 hole concept and how that thing, you know, may play out and, and the music or whatever. Uh, but, you know, the, the, in the, in the agreement, in the announcement, it specifically talked about the team concept. And obviously we know that the purses and the PGA and the DP tour have been blown up in response to the live because, and, and they've also changed the type of fields on many, many, many events, you know, make them smaller and not with no cuts. The third thing, and I, I want to, you should jump back in here. The third thing is I'm really interested in the sort of hinge role that the DP tour played because they're sort of stuck in the middle because they want PIFs uh, advertising. They want PIFs investment, that sort of thing. But of course they have this relationship with the PGA, although it is a separate entity. So, you know, I wonder if they're, you know, if they're all in the room and and what kind of role the DPA, and this would be Keith Pelly, who's the CEO of the, of the DP tour, you know, what kind of role he's playing as a moderator, as a guy, you know, why don't we work this out? Because again, we're, they're in litigation. It's a contentious relationship, clearly, but all of a sudden we go from there to this agreement. Yeah. I mean, all of those were really good points, Richard. And I, I do want to address some of them. Um, and now, because you made so many good points, I've kind of lost where I want to go on your <laughs> list. But I mean, so just the last thing you said, that's super interesting because it's like, you know, I think we would be shocked. This would be shocking and it wasn't really totally plausible, but it would be shocking if Live Golf and the DP World Tour merged. Then you'd really have a sort of, you know, mono a mano, like two headed, like a, a really, a um, you know, a fair balance in the two tours because you'd have some more of the legitimacy from the DP world tour and you'd have the live golf with the PIF backing. So, you know, money and you'd have the PGA, which was preponderant until today. So that is super interesting. I mean, it's, it's really, then this is why we're doing a podcast. It's really hard to wrap our heads around how significant this is. is. Probably the biggest story in the, in the history of the game as a business um, because just earth shattering, I think is what you used earlier. Let's go with earth shattering. Um, you mentioned about points and sort of how the integration will work. That's that's still behind the doors of the sausage making factory. We don't really know that yet, but we can assume that's coming. And therefore we can assume that we're going to see more live players and majors. That's amazing. I think that brings me to another point. I'm going to skip three other points just to go to this point. But I think the winners and losers here, <laughs> the winner is the fan of golf, because I think Everybody liked seeing the added drama of PGA versus live at the majors. And I think there was an increasing call for a Ryder Cup style live versus PGA end of the year sort of grudge match. And we're going to get that. We're going to get that. What we just saw at the PGA championship, we're going to get that four times a year now. That's awesome. So I think the fans are the winners. I think the losers are. Obviously, first of all, the lawyers for each side in this uh, battle, they are all of a sudden out of a out of a job pretty much, although they'll probably be working on this contract. I think to the losers and it's another group of losers is 
are the fans that wanted separate offerings. There weren't really many of them that really wanted both the PGA and Live to be two separate golf offerings and you could choose which one you wanted. I think that that was going to take some time to really develop. So I would say that those fans are a little bit left out, but um, really just amazing. So there's other stuff too here, Richard. Like, I mean, do the PGA players, there's a meeting at 4 p.m. today and we'll, by the time this gets out there, there'll be four hours until we know more about that. But yeah. are the do the PGA players feel Colin Morikawa, Rory McIlroy, do they feel betrayed by this? Are the PGA players that didn't go to live golf, are they going to get some sort of payout? Or do they just miss the chance at a big paycheck for effectively doing nothing and taking, you know, 18 months to play in another tour? So that is, this story is going to go on. But I think that's also really interesting. And then just the last thing I want to throw in here, Richard, I'm sorry, it was a big salad of stuff. But no, no, that's good. Um, I just a friend shared this with me, and I think it is so wild. Um, and it's almost almost as if he knew something. But uh, former President Trump wrote last year on the 22nd on the 18th of July last year. And I'm just going to quote this because it's kind of amazing. He, he said, quote, all of those golfers that remain loyal to the very disloyal PGA and all of its different forms will pay a big price when the inevitable merger with Liv comes and you get nothing but a big thank you from PGA officials who are making millions of dollars a year. If you don't take the money now, you will get nothing after the merger takes place and only say how smart the original signees were. Good luck to all, he says. This story is amazing. So anyway. right, well, now you, now, you put me, now you put me in a bind here because I want to, I think you made some great points, but I don't want to endorse anything by you know former president trump no 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 i just it, this just shows the color here the the the, the yeah. uh, interest of twitter on this so anyway yeah you you make i mean you 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 know the fan really does benefit because like we said you know it's a languishing game it you know in, in, in all parts of diminishing audience and you know an elderly audience and and you know all of a sudden it's uh you know certainly we went to a live tournament we just did a segment on live tournament it was fun it was exciting it was popping it was it was you know a little it's not wasn't raucous but it's certainly energized and um you know and i've got a you know i'm we're, you're sporting a live hat i'm sporting a range goats hat because the team concept was kind of fun it was um, genuinely so a fun event. Had, yeah yeah i mean they clearly had they they properly read the global golf situation and and you know determined it to be moribund as a term but certainly if not moribund certainly under exploited uh and not sufficiently maximized in terms of the, its global reach or the uh the the level of competitive um energy it could produce and so yeah. it, it it was right in this in in this regard i also think you know in addition to the the fans, the players. Now, you know, even if you stayed and, you know, this is one thing where, where former president Trump, you know, is wrong. The players that stayed at the PGA made a boatload more money, mm -hmm. you know, because of the live situation. So it's not like they got Zippo, you know, all their paychecks went up. Um, and, uh, but it also, it, uh, you know, it, it validates the, the guys who jumped to live in the sense that they did it for whatever reasons, monetary, uh, professional, you know, whatever it was, personal, you know, maybe a different schedule that got them more global and gave them more time at home, who knows? Uh, but they are now, you know, you know, they'll be, they'll be readmitted. They'll be get their PGA uh, tour card back. And, um, 
it'll be interesting how they do all these tournaments now you know how they manage them what moves out because uh, you know the and it also be interesting to the configuration of the board of this combined entity we obviously yes al rumiano is, is the chairman Jay Monahan's CEO, Ed Hurley, he is on there. He's another PGA guy. the The majority of the board seats is going to be are going to be PGA, um, but, but I assume this has all been talked out, and and that goodwill will prevail. And obviously, you know the the in you know the influx of of live money now makes this this entity. My goodness, it's mm -hmm. a grand time to be a professional golfer. We chose the wrong career, Richard. We're not getting the same sort of guaranteed payout. <laughs> get, get Pierce um, some club and yeah. Coco too. <laughs> um, that's a good point, you know, and there's a lot of uh, unfortunate clips from Jay Monahan and a lot of the pro PGA golfers um, saying a lot of things that are out there forever. So that's interesting. And they've obviously worked it out. This is not just like an announcement that was made without any discussion. This is clearly been in the mix for a while um and like you said i hope goodwill prevails and and the the interest of the sport prevails so that it doesn't get nasty at the board meetings which as i understand will be a, a slight majority of pga appointed board members but yes or al roman will be the chair and so it's sort of like this house of congress or you know it's like the uh you know it's going to be an interesting mix but man is this fascinating like this is just so incredible so well it, yeah it has a whole a whole other layer in the sense that you know these first of all um you know if you're roy mcelroy or you're tiger woods or you're jack nicholas or whatever and you're, you're really criticizing these guys and you have to remember they're independent contractors they can go do whatever they think is right uh they, they suffered consequences they were essentially you know thrown out of the pga but they made choices they have the right to make choices um, a lot of that criticism uh, was directed specifically at the sponsor of the Live Tour, Saudi Arabia, and it's the regime, you know, and, and criticisms about sports washing, criticisms about human rights, you know, and all these things that Saudi, we know, we're, we're down, you know, we, we can't deal with this all the time. All these things that Saudi Arabia, um, you know, uh, needs to confront and, and is confronted by. Um, but the issue... Uh, the issue of sports washing. So increasingly, and and we've talked about this. I think from the Saudi perspective, they've moved past this a long time ago because they're thinking in bigger terms. They're thinking in in both domestic terms, as well as soft power terms. But it's fascinating the discussion that a royal Roy McElroy would have a year and a half ago. And the reasons why he was against it, which is primarily because of the sponsors of the Live Tour, mm -hmm. when now all of a sudden it's a co-partner in the enterprise in which he, where he makes his living, and you could criticize it all you, you know, it will be criticized. You know, this is an example of sports washing, this sort of thing. But you know, again, from Saudi perspective, it's you know the whole reason they went into it. They said two things. They said two things, and one was, I think people dismissed outright love of the game we think it can be a better game and a more global game the other was um prestige soft power maybe a, a you know a, an economic opportunity but but you know it, 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 it these were all part and parcel of it but a lot of it was prestige because it was seen to be a lost leader certainly initially early on maybe over time um 
And they've achieved that very quickly, extremely quickly. They've achieved both things. If you if you want to argue it, is that all right? Now you know we're and we we've you know a year ago, two years ago, we're uh, six hours ago, we we're massively antagonistic relationship with the PGA and the DP World Tour, maybe. Um, uh, and now we're partners. And by the way. The net, the end result of this is going to be a better product. You know, you know, you're going to have better golf tournaments. You're going to have different formatted golf tournaments. You're going to have higher purse golf tournaments. You're going to have try hopefully more energetic golf tournaments. Everybody benefits, and you can, you, you know, there's going to be people wringing their hands. No, this is terrible because it's sports washing. Define it however you wish, but the key players here, the fans, the players, and in you know. Uh, presumably the the entities that engage in this agreement have all benefited. <laughs> oh, we lost you. I think we lost your audio. Can you hear oh, me? Excuse me. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm so tired that I uh, had to mute and then yeah, also yeah, no, a call. I, I just, I just rambled on. I just put no, you to sleep. I'm sorry. No, no, no. All good. But a call to prayer came on. That's why I initial, initially muted it. I didn't want that as the background to what you were saying. Um, but well, my phone went off and you. <laughs> uh, emergency pods going great. Um, Richard yeah. Brooks Kepka <laughs> just, just tweeted welfare check on Brandle Chambly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Twitter is absolutely on fire right now. Um, and so everyone's going to be weighing in. We're going to get, we're going to hear from Rory. We're going to hear from these pros and my gosh, that's a hilarious, <laughs> hilarious tweet. I mean, this is just, and our phones are blowing up, Richard, our daily newsletter, the review yeah. got a bunch of replies. Um, so, I mean, just, this is a seismic event and uh, yeah. So expect us for those of us, for those of our very regular listeners who don't, love when we talk about golf they'd rather us talk more about the saudi economy <laughs> or society um expect a little bit more of this to come um but richard i think we put a bow on it there and wait for some of this some more information to come out and touch back on it in our 90th episode in three days yes and yes I, uh, and kudos to you for 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 digging in and and holding on out there i know as like i said you know the yeah, the sleep is closing in well, you know how to do it, right? You get you get here and you've done it a million times. You have to push through the jet lag yeah. and then you're good coming over. Going back is always super weird, but uh, but yeah, so <laughs> I'm here. I'm trying to stay awake and this has helped me a lot. So thank you, Mr. Wilson. And yeah, I'll see you on Friday or Thursday. Yes. Episode 90. We've got a great one coming up so we can awesome. talk again twice in a week, Richard. This is pretty good. On the air, I should say. This was great, and, and and again, this is you know this is a this is it's a blast doing this with you always, Lucian. And then I just it's so nice to have a format that we can respond quickly to this. And we also you know kuda you know we have to pat ourselves on the back because we have a track record of talking about this. Yes, and and that you know we obviously talked about it because we thought it was meaningful and and worth the words. And kudos to you, Richard, because we went to the last live golf event before the merger, so we are. I like to That's think true. part of history, um, the 966 boys. <laughs> Let's see the range go. Exactly. That. You know, exactly. <laughs> you know, if, you know, if we'd have missed it, you know, we'd, we would just been like, you know, uh, bandwagoners, you know, but no, heck no. We went mm -hmm. to live when it was just live. Yep. And if you're in Riyadh, come say hi. You also know how unbelievably warm it is. I, uh, packed all of my best winter coats 
into my suitcase and I'm wearing them now and I'm just sweating my face off here. But yeah, Richard, great stuff. Thank you very much. Emergency pod, you, I think a success. Emergency pod. It's all, you know, you know, gathering with you is always a good thing. So it's a success. <laughs> success. When we hit record and then people listen, it's, it's easy, really. <laughs> See you soon. Thanks, man. Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs>